Hi, Mr. B here. Thanks for listening. Today on Mr. B's Diaries, I'm ready to share with you a new way of understanding that's been finding a way into my heart. When I listen to others, I mean really listen, not just to the words being spoken, but to tone of voice, body language, the sounds that emerge from beneath the surface. Do you know what I hear? I think you do. I hear sadness. I hear sorrow. I hear suffering. Yes, I hear suffering. Honestly, I've been feeling the sorrow of others for years now, and it's become a source of my own sadness. But in today's world, with the pestilence of coronavirus fear hovering just above us, what I once felt as sadness has intensified into a chronic low tone of suffering, which raises a question, a question that is difficult for any of us, I think, to answer. So what exactly are we to do for others in the midst of suffering or for ourselves? Sadly, I'm afraid our culture has not prepared us well for this moment. Aren't pretty much all forms of technological advance meant to provide us with more comfort and convenience, meaning less suffering? Hmm. To be a good parent today, aren't we supposed to protect our children from each and every trial and tribulation? Isn't a good parent the one whose children are always happy, seem well-adjusted, they're fun to be around? And when we meet up with friends, aren't we supposed to greet them with a smile and something like, hey, what's up with you? We don't want to hear the downs in another's life. We only give permission to share what's up, what's going well, the wins, what is good. Well, this is all great, assuming that everything is in fact all good. But today, increasingly, more and more of our lives, mine included, are entangled within the world's suffering. What we've learned in our culture does not align with the realities of our lives. Where do we turn? We seem to be stuck. Maybe that's why for the past few weeks I've been processing something that I've been reading. What I'm reading lately includes an essay by Simone Weil. It's entitled, quote, Reflections on the Right Use of School Studies with a View to the Love of God, unquote. Pretty interesting, huh? The idea that secular and spiritual education can be unified within one system, a system where the study of science supports spiritual truth and the study of spirituality supports scientific truth. Anyway, I digress. Sorry. The small portion of Wiles' essay that I'd like to share with you considers what it means to, quote, love your neighbor, unquote. What I'd like to do is first share Wiles' own words with you. After that, I'll leave you with a few of my own thoughts 
on how we might better align ourselves and our relationships with the realities of this present moment in history. Ready? Here's Wilde. Quote, Those who are unhappy have no need for anything in this world but people capable of giving their attention. The capacity to give one's attention to a sufferer is a very rare and difficult thing. It is almost a miracle. It is a miracle. Nearly all of those who think they have this capacity do not possess it. Warmth of heart, impulsiveness, pity are not enough. In the first legend of the Grail, you might remember I showed Monty Python in class. It is said that the Grail, the miraculous vessel that satisfies all hunger by virtue of the consecrated host, belongs to the first comer who asked the guardian of the vessel, a king three-quarters paralyzed by the most painful wound, what are you going through? The love of our neighbor in all its fullness simply means being able to say to him, what are you going through? It is a recognition that the sufferer exists, not only as a unit in a collection or a specimen from the social category labeled unfortunate, but as a man, exactly like us, who was one day stamped with a special mark by affliction. For this reason, it is enough, but it is indispensable to know how to look at him in a certain way. This way of looking is first of all attentive. The soul empties itself of all its own contents in order to receive into itself the being it is looking at, just as he is in all his truth. Only he who is capable of attention can do this." Unquote. Okay, there you have it. Simone Weil. Got all that? My guess is that you don't. How can you? What Weil has to say is simply too deep, too profound, too thought-provoking for the heart to fully absorb and digest in one telling. Here's what I suggest. After this segment has ended, take a few minutes to visit my podcast website, beautymrb.org, and take a look at this text for yourself. Before you do that, however, I'd like to highlight and elaborate on a few aspects of Wiles' thinking. First, I feel that it's worthwhile to highlight the question that attends to the very real suffering of our neighbors. Wiles suggests that we learn to ask each other, what are you going through? This question rises up from a place very different from the usual, what's up with you, don't you think? Well, here's my question for you. What are you going through in your life right now? What really are you going through? I'll give you a moment or two just to begin considering I, too, have considered this question, and what has surfaced for me 
is a heaviness deep within my chest, a feeling of incredible sadness for the suffering of so many in the world today. Much of this suffering is of a material nature. So many people have lost their jobs, cannot pay their rent, will be driven to live in the streets without a home, and so many more are already unsure of where their next meal might come from. But this suffering also takes on spiritual form. More and more people are unsure of who they are, desperate to discover their own identity. So many wonder what purpose there might be in their own lives, or even worse, whether human life has any meaning or purpose at all. Our world has descended into a state of crisis, both material and spiritual, a crisis that leaves in its wake an incredible suffering, a suffering that weighs down my heart in the heaviness of profound sorrow. Thankfully, my own sorrow can begin to emerge and be released within the question, what are you going through? I'd like now to make a second observation. Weil's approach to loving each other helps to bring our relationships into alignment with reality. The greeting, hey, what's up? refuses to acknowledge or accept so much of the reality within which we live. You see, our human lives are inherently filled with trials and difficulties, yes, sufferings. And within the present state of a world in decline, these tests present us with more challenges than ever. To start a conversation with what's up, avoids the suffering present in our life. In its own way, what's up goes so far as to deny the existence of both suffering and the sufferer. It's no wonder that, in these circumstances, more people feel increasingly isolated, separate, cut off, alone. In contrast, the question, what are you going through, openly acknowledges the possibility of both suffering and the sufferer. As Weil stated, this question is a recognition that the sufferer exists and that he is, quote, a man exactly like us, unquote. From this explicit acknowledgement and acceptance of reality emerges the possibility of genuine relationship meaningful, even intimate connection, real communion. Until the questions we ask become wide enough, open-ended enough to encompass the reality of human suffering, I'm afraid that too many of our relationships will remain superficial, shallow, based on pretense. My third and final observation concerns what Weil describes as the miracle of attending to the sufferer, the question of how. Okay, I've asked Weil's question. Gulp? So now what? 
How might I actually give my attention to the sufferer? My own mind, which naturally flees from every form of suffering, would probably race to the giving of advice. You know, suggesting solutions that might help to mitigate or stop the suffering. This, of course, is not what Weil understands as attending to the needs of one who suffers. Rather, it's more like attending to my own need, my need to make my anguish and my anxiety of openly discussing suffering stop. Well then, where does that leave me? Where might I go from here? Here's Weil's difficult guidance. Quote, the soul empties itself of all its own contents in order to receive into itself the being it is looking at, just as he is in all his truth, unquote. Weil reminds us of a fundamental reality. In order to attend to the sufferer, we must first empty ourselves and then receive into our souls the truth of another being suffering. That, my friends, presents quite a challenge. But in my heart, I know that it is only within my willingness to experience another's pain, his or her own suffering, to make this sacrifice of myself, that the quality of my attention can truly rise to the level of love. When I step back and let all this begin to seep in, I cannot help but recognize how little I know. There is just such a big gap between what I want and what I need. I always want to be happy, and of course, I want all my relationships to be filled with fun. Yet the reality of our human condition, especially in the world today, is one of suffering, a suffering to which we must acquiesce with radiant hearts if we are to grow and our relationships are to flourish. For it is only within the space of a full and complete acceptance that the sufferer can release that heaviness which allows the heart to heal. Weil was right. Attending to the one who suffers qualifies as a miracle. It heals. In order to actually receive suffering into the soul, the one who attends, the one who asks the question, must develop a whole range of spiritual qualities. The attributes of detachment, patience, truthfulness, humility, and above all, love. And primarily because this dialogue is based in reality, the truth of human suffering, there can now grow between them genuine relationship, an intimacy that is real. I encourage each of you, my dear listeners, to work up the courage you will undoubtedly need to begin opening your hearts in the direction of engaging each other in truly meaningful discussions. It may not be what you want, 
but I'm confident that today it's exactly what the world needs. In the meantime, I'd like to set an example by asking this question one more time. What are you going through? This conversation starter has been posted in the forum of my website, beautymrb.org. Please feel free to release at least some of what burdens you and do not hesitate to provide each other with support and encouragement. I'll do my best, I promise, to receive your sufferings into my soul and accept them as they are in all their truth. Until next time, friends, my prayer for you is this. Peace.